chapter 3, verse 5. He said, therefore, he who supplies the Spirit to you and works miracles amongst you, does he do it by the works of the law or by the hearing of faith? This morning, I'll be I'm focusing uh, on the first line of that particular uh, verse. He says, therefore, he who supplies the Spirit, talking about the Holy Spirit now, to you and works miracles amongst you. I want you to note the very word that he used, that he works miracles. He works miracles. Hallelujah. The, it, the, the word works there, he didn't use the word walked. He said he works. Giving indication that he's constantly working miracles amongst us. is constantly working miracles amongst us. I'll be sharing with us this morning on exalting us on the subject I call, there's a miracle for you today. At different points in our lives as believers, we need God's supernatural intervention in one area of our life or the other. Every single one of us needs a miracle concerning one thing or the other. And by the scripture I just read to us this morning, there's a clear indication that God is constantly, constantly working miracle amongst us. And miracles are not a miss and heat thing. It's not something that uh, if he will do it or he will not do it, God is always willing. He is always willing. Hallelujah. As long that we have the Holy Spirit walking among, amongst us, as long as we have the ministry of the Holy Spirit on earth today, as long as that remains, the miracle of God, the miraculous will remain. Hallelujah. So let it have no doubt in our hearts. God is certainly and constantly Walking miracles amongst us. And I know there are so many desires, there are so many things in our hearts. In some cases, there are things that have been there for a while, and you're wondering if it's the will of God for your desire, for the things you expect to happen. I can assuredly tell you this morning, God is willing. As a matter of fact, 
is not just about to do, he has supplies all that is required for us to experience his miracle. Amen. But let's take some lesson from the book of John, chapter 2. That popular you know, story about the turning of water into wine. The one the Bible recorded as the first miracle of Jesus. And I just want us to see some learning from that event. Hallelujah. I will read through briefly few few verses. And when the wine was all gone, that's verse three, the mother of Jesus said to him, they have no more wine. Jesus said to her, dear woman, what is that to you or to, and to me? What do we have in common? Leave it to me. My time hour to heart has not come yet. His mother said to the servants, whatever I says to you, do it. Now there were six water pots of stone standing there as a Jewish custom of precaution. Ceremonial washing demanded holding a 30 gallons apiece. Then Jesus said to them, fill the water with fill the water pots with water so they fill them up to the brim. Then he said to them, Draw some out now and take it to the manager of the feast, to the one presiding the superintendent of the banquet. So they took him some. And when the manager tasted the water, just now turned into wine, not knowing where it came from, though the servants who had drawn the water knew, they called the bridegroom and said to him, everyone else serves their be his best wine first. And then when people are drunk freely, then he served that which is not so good, but you have kept back the good wine until now. Praise the Lord. <laughs> you know, like I said, there are things that we desire. Every single, just like this bridegroom, every single person that hosts a feast we desire to make sure there is provision. We do their best to make sure there is provision. And if you study some of the things that, you know, this story, you know, in a way, you will know that this is not a poor man's wedding. They had provision, they had, you know, plans in place. But at some point, I believe due to the number of people at the wedding, they ran out of stock.
The first lesson that I'll pick this morning from this story is that every man has a limit. By, nat by nature, by natural judgment, by, you know, by natural standard, every man has a limit. Everyone gets to a point where your natural effort is not enough. Everyone gets to that point where your social capital, your financial capital, your knowledge capital is not enough to take you to the next level. In fact, if it's enough, it might take more time. Imagine this bridegroom at this at this at huge task for them to achieve. Yet, by the reason of miracle, the old time was compressed. You know, for you to even get a good wine, for those of us who have a little study about sciences and fermentation technology, they will tell you a good wine, they hedge with time. That means the best of wines are those who once bottled and stored up 20, 30, 40 years and above. In fact, in some part of the world, you will see wines that are 100 year old. They are the most expensive. Yes, Jesus compressed all this time. And in a few minutes, they have the best of wine. It, this singular miracle, it compressed time. It broke through all the barriers. Without even getting too much into detail, that why did they use stone pots? Why did they use six stone pots? That's another story for another day. But these pots they were using was even for things that has to do with the custom. That is, God was willing to do more than what even natural procedure and customs and law could not stop him. 
for all Jesus came to do on earth, you almost could say and think that this is one of the ones that shouldn't be important. Why should he turn water into wine in a party? The one that came to save the world. But that shows you that God is interested in every area of our lives. His willingness to supply, his willingness to help is so great. Is so great. In some of that, is willing to, to help sometimes outweighs our capacity to receive. That's why when a miracle don't happen, it's not so much about God, it's, a, it's more about man. And that's one of the reasons why every single person, every most of the miracle, if not every single one that was recorded in the Bible about the ministry of Jesus, you will always have one word that is common. The people believed. They acted on his word. Or you will see faith. That they have faith. They trusted on him. Imagine the, for, for a moment, imagine if the servants have left of the instruction from Jesus. Imagine if they have ignored him. But they trusted and acted on his word. But that's not my focus this morning. My focus this morning is that God is willing to do so much for us. Sometimes I even struggle with the idea of he's willing to do. He has done so much. He has set things in motion to produce miracles for us every time we need one. He has set things in motion. All we need to do is to access it. All we need to do is to request and stretch out to receive it. It is constantly, by what we just read in Galatians 3, it is constantly, it constantly works miracles amongst us. Hallelujah. Let me read to us Matthew 7 from Amplified Version. This just blessed my heart this morning. He said, don't bargain with God. Be direct. Ask for what you need. This, is, this isn't a cat and mouse. Hide and seek game we are in. He said, if your child asks for bread, do you trick him with sawdust? If he has for fish, do you scare him, with, scare him with a live snake on his plate? He said, as bad as you are, you wouldn't think of such a thing. You are at least decent to your own children. So do you think the God who conceived you in love will even be better? 
Wow. Bible says we are conceived in love. We are conceived in love. That's why you also see most of the time that Jesus performed any miracle, the Bible will say he had compassion. He had compassion. The love of God always precedes the miracles of God. He always precedes the miracles of God. His love is always preceding his miracle. Why? Because he's God of love. It's not, it, it's, not, it's not about because he wants to show that he's God. It's because he loves us. Now we know for sure, for a certainty, that God loves us. This will excite you this morning. Those desires in your heart, those things that you really, really, really think you need to have, God is interested as well. If we can be interested in turning water into wine at a party, brothers and sisters, he is interested in answering and meeting those needs that you have in your heart. I know we've been taught a lot about faith. So I'm not going to go into the subject of faith this morning. But I just want to convince you, do my best this morning to let you know that God is not withholding anything. He is not withholding anything. If we will not withhold Jesus, if we know we told the Holy Spirit, then he's not going to withhold anything good from you. He is not. How do we respond to that this morning? Think about those things that seem to have not been bringing so much joy to you because you be, seem to have been waiting for long. I want you to rejoice over those things this morning. Hallelujah. I want you to rejoice over those things this morning. God loves you. He loves you and I so much that he was willing to bankrupt heaven just to get you. How much more do you think he's willing to meet your, your physical and material needs on it. If you are in need of miracle this morning, just like me, just like every other person who has one need or the other in his life this morning, even right now as we're talking this morning, even right now, he is walking miracle amongst us. I want you to open, think about those things this morning. The Bible says that we do exceedingly, abundantly, more than you can ever ask or think. If we do exceedingly, abundantly, 
he will do much more. He will do much more. Hallelujah. He will do much more. I want you to have that confidence this morning and respond to his love. Respond to his word, you know, with the consciousness of the fact that God loves you. You know, if you are sure about someone's love, you will not doubt his gifts. If somebody truly loves you and you know the person loves you and the person says, ah, don't worry, I will do this for you. I'm sure you will already be rejoicing. You will walk out of your house. You go wherever you are, you are going today, having the confidence, having the expectation that that thing that the person said will be done, you will see it. I want us to go out today with that kind of expectation, with that kind of gladness that what is said, what you desire, what you have prayed about, you will surely receive it. And it's not going to come, you know, in 20 or 30 years time. I believe that God has a miracle for every one of us, even now. Hallelujah. Even now. I mean, what would be the need for a miracle of healing? If the person died eventually of the sickness and the healing is still on his way. No, that's not how God works. I don't believe that's his plan for us. Imagine if the woman with the issue of blood, you know, had to wait for 10 more years. Assuming probably she had to wait a few, few more years after then. No, she believed in her, in her heart. She acted on it and she got the miracle. She desired to be healed. And guess what? Just, you know, without having that, because of her time, we won't go into that story. You know, Jesus didn't just leave her at the point of healing. She received that healing. Then Jesus made a statement. He said, go into peace. Wow. It's a word loaded with too many things. He said, daughter, you are already made old because of, of your faith. He said, go into peace. I like the way the message translation put that, that particular one. He said, live well and live blessed. <laughs> King James says, be made whole. Go into peace. That's it, going to Shalom, a place of undisturbed, unhindered well-being, welfare, prosperity, full restoration of all the things she has lost. At that very instant, Jesus did all that. You see, the story would have been great if all she got is the hidden. But God is willing to do much more. Why? Because he loves us. He is willing to do much more. He is willing to do much more. So I want to encourage you. I want to encourage your heart this morning. If you have been discouraged, 
No, pick your believing up again. He still works miracle amongst us. He still works miracle amongst us. <laughs> he works miracles amongst us. Expect to experience God's miracle. Even today, expect to see his miracle tomorrow. Expect to receive from him. Expect to receive from him. Let your heart be open. You know, we've been taught recently about the blessing of God. Expect supernatural supply. Expect that miracle that will take you to that next level. Oh, some of the projections you have that, oh, maybe if this has happened this year, I will have been able to get to this level in my business, in my investment, in my work, in my career. Get ready. God is Jesus. It's like an athlete. You have to be ready. You have to be ready. You can't remain in your track suit and expect to run at the, at the sound of the gun. You get ready. He is a walking miracle for us. God bless you. And enjoy your day. Amen.